time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Good evening and welcome to Red Friday and it's Scottish Cup action for the Dons tomorrow as they play Kilmarnock at Petodry. After the disappointment of Wednesday's 1-0 defeat at home to St Johnston, boss Derek McInnes knows that the team is capable of getting back to winning ways. It is what it is, you know what I mean? We've, we've set a standard um, here then, and it's like anything, if you fall below a standard that's expected of you, then people are not going to be happy. I'm not happy, you know, so it's, but I know that me just saying I'm not happy all the time isn't going to help it. I've got to, I'm there for my players. I love my players. We're all there to help them perform at the best. We've got a good squad of players. We just need to try and get more from them at the minute. And that is not just a, a physical part, a, a technical part, but also the mental side. That hopefully, as I say, we can uh, be very positive tomorrow, get a positive start in the game, um, keep the crowd with us. And, you know, if we're crowder, um, see that performance for the team and, and, and buy into it, we can make tomorrow a very good afternoon for every day at Petodre. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Yes, good evening. This is Red Friday. I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. And, uh, of course, this is our first uh, one-hour show of the season as well, Andrew. We are it is, yes. So you've got that. Two answers from Andrew rather than one, then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as well as that, we'll be letting you know how you can get in touch with the show as well if you'd like to get in touch with the team and ask a question. There is a way to do that, but we'll come on to that a little bit later on. First of all, Dave, it's not been uh, an easy start to 2020 for Don's fans. No, it hasn't, um, and... Uh, after the not high of last Saturday but the satisfaction of putting on a, a real performance one of the, those down at Ibrox where you're not looking at the watch when when you're drawing you know hoping the, the full time whistle would come sooner rather than later because we were very comfortable and then unfortunately for the second um, home league game in a row we, we fell to a single goal defeat on Wednesday it wasn't pretty um, the fact that St Johnson scored a, a goal that was um, a poor goal from Aberdeen's perspective. So early on, it gave them something to hang on to and they just put, you know, 11 men behind the ball and Aberdeen, unfortunately, didn't have the creativity to, to break break them down. Chances, the best coming right at the death when Nal McGinn's uh, free kick came off the, the post. But that kind of summed up the evening and, you know, the, the manager said afterwards uh, that he felt like booing as well at the end because it just was yeah. one one of these one of these games and it's so important that we we keep the cup run going um it is a, a massive game tomorrow and one that uh, again as the, as the manager said in press that the players have got to have confidence in their own ability and what they're trying to do rather than as somewhere, I think, on Wednesday night, maybe reacting to the, the terraces and just lumping the ball and giving away possession very cheaply. Yeah, confidence is the word, Andrew, because the problem for a striker, if you're someone that scores goals like Sam Cosgrove, it's a confidence game, being a striker. And when everything's going well, everything you touch goes in the back of the net. We saw that a couple of times with a couple of uh, efforts that Sam scored earlier in the season where maybe uh, another day they might not have ended up in the back of the net. It's now going the other way and things aren't just quite happening. No, they're not. Um, four games, he's gone without scoring a goal, which uh, is, by Sam's uh, high standards, an absolute drought. Uh, and unfortunately, we haven't seen him have too many efforts in goal in the last four games. He, he had one where he, he really should have had a, a shot at goal uh, against Rangers. It was unfortunate that he took the heavy touch in that, that passage of play when he did, because had it been his second touch of the ball, 
and still 40 yards from goal he would have got away with it but when he's within 10 yards of Alan McGregor and has such a heavy touch you just thought ah you know that's it the chance is gone and you were almost waiting for the backlash from Rangers a backlash that never materialised because as Dave said you know we were very comfortable and actually forced Alan McGregor into making more saves almost than than Joe Lewis had to make but then on, on Wednesday night I can only recall one a shot directly on goal uh, from Sam Cosgrove that Xander Clark saved with his feet and when you see it again it's a it's an awkward kind of save but it's a save that a goalkeeper definitely ought to be making because it was very close to him uh, and then he had the header over after the McKenna effort from a an Isle McGinn, McGinn cross following a free kick but yeah the, the service into the box hasn't been there Sam is is more and more coming out of the attacking number nine role uh, to try and get himself involved in the game and there are times that you think well Sam no you should be the guy in the box getting on the end of a cross rather than the guy delivering the cross into the box and but the problem is, is as well of course that when when you feel like you haven't got the service you start looking for well, it well that's it I mean uh, I, I think it is almost as you say it's it's such a confidence thing you're thinking well if I can't score myself I'd better make myself produce something for somebody else to score and you're you're actually trying too hard and when it gets to that stage things don't happen naturally or as you said earlier you know things fall into your place and mm-hmm. you think oh I'm banging in front of goal the ball's yeah. there I'll stick it in the back of the net um, you just hope um, that in training They've been able to, to work on various routines that have built up the confidence that um, the guys putting the crosses into the box um, are are finding targets and the targets are sticking the ball in the back of the net because if you're doing it in training, you just go out and you try and replicate that in, in the game. It's, it's probably worse if you're in training and you kind of hit a cow's <laughs> backside with a banjo yeah, and yeah. you think, oh... How am I going to take this into the game? Well, the chances are you're not going to be in the game, but um, we don't have such a big squad that we can afford to, to drop too many people out. But I, I just still have the feeling that if we get one, we'll get two or three following quickly after because they haven't become a bad team overnight. Uh, there are a lot of good players there at Pataudry, and if things go right, somebody's going to get in the wrong end of a doing and I would just love it to be tomorrow. Yeah, oh, well, absolutely. I think we all would. Having said that, it has been a week where the fans have made their voice heard and we have now the the facility for you to get in touch with the show. You can actually message the Red Friday team uh, in a couple of different ways. If you want to text us during the show, it's 61025. Put the word north in a space and then your message and uh, you can ask a question. As well as that, you can actually uh, do, do uh, send us a message on WhatsApp. You can actually record a voice message for us. All you do is add the number 07753230130 or if you head to our social media sites uh, at northsign1.com, Facebook, that kind of thing, uh, you'll get all the details there as well. Uh, we have had a couple in. I'm going uh, to go through a couple of these f- for you guys because obviously it has been a week, Dave, where you know frustration is high from the Dons fans because the standard is high. As yeah, well, and uh, it's you know they're they're used to in previous last few seasons to success, um, and uh, yeah, can totally understand the the frustration and and as I say, the manager has on many an occasion said that you know to- totally gets it, yeah, um, because 
the fans are coming up expecting to be entertained quite rightly at home and expecting us to win to win games. Well, let me put a couple of the, the, the messages that we've received. First of all, from our WhatsApp, we've got one here uh, from somebody who hasn't left their name, uh, but they've said zero entertainment, no shape, no pace, zero creativity, next to no movement off the ball. This is obviously after Wednesday's game. Uh, too many square and safe passes followed by a 60-yard hoof to Cosgrove. Tactically bereft, no leadership, no plan B, arguably no plan A either utter garbage. Now, those are not my words. Those are the words of somebody via WhatsApp, which is the way that people can get in touch with the show. Andrew, that's a message to me that, you know, there are are certainly points in there, but it's certainly a message that's sent off the back of a a disappointing result. Oh, totally. I mean, I I can fully understand it. I mean, we've been there ourselves before. Uh, We're fans of the club, uh, first and foremost. Let's make that perfectly clear. Um, We will, you know back up the manager as best we can uh, but it is difficult to to argue with any fan who has, has said things like that uh, because it it's pretty much sums up the the 90 minutes or the 95 minutes whatever it was on Wednesday night we didn't have that spark and despite making changes uh, you know Bruce Anderson was thrown on for the last 25 minutes uh, so we had two strikers up top but we still couldn't get ourselves sufficiently, I don't know, inspired, I think is the word that you, mm-hmm. would, you would need to use, um, to, to break down a stuffy St Johnston defence. I think Tommy Wright had his tactics spot on. Um, he did say that the Aberdeen wide players do tend to cut inside, which they do, and if you can thwart them, the ball ends up being knocked long, as uh, the, the guy said, um, who put in that message. And he put two centre-backs on Sam Cosgrove and it makes life extremely difficult uh, to be able to, to create anything from that type of scenario. So, yeah, you're absolutely right with, with what you say. Uh, but I would say, as a supporter, stick with the team. They're as frustrated as anybody. I mean, we see the players trooping in after a game and coming out the dressing room after they're, they're showered and changed. And, you know, if they've done well, they're bouncing. But they were absolutely flat. They knew that they'd let themselves down, let the club down, let the fans down with the performance on Wednesday night. And I am quite sure that they'll be doubly, trebly determined to put things right tomorrow. Yeah, Tomorrow tomorrow can't come quick enough for the players after, you know, the fact it was a midweek game, that's the only saving grace because next game is just around the corner because... It is. You, you live and die on results. And it is, uh, yeah. It's such an emotional um, sort of a, a sport to be involved in. But uh, I can concur what Andrew said. That, you know, the, it wasn't through lack of effort, but for whatever reason, it's just not happening. But as was said earlier on, that you don't become a bad team overnight. And uh, tomorrow is a chance we'll have the, the red shed at the back, which yep. sold out really quickly, which would be brilliant. Yeah, and, and great reaction to the, the last one as well. Absolutely. And uh, again, th- they did make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully that will be the case. And as the manager said, you know, get off to a good start. That's that's the thing. Make make Kilmarnock have to be the team that are having to come out, you know, get an early goal. We haven't had that luxury for quite a while, it seems. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's the way that, that a lot of results work f- for Aberdeen. It, previously, it's getting that early goal and then that gives the players the confidence and the and, and the sort of the platform to build on, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the game on Wednesday night, as we said, we were in a, a great attacking position and all of a sudden we lose possession. Our two centre-backs have been pulled out to the right-hand side for whatever reason and there's this massive gap right through the middle that Liam Craig 
spotted straight away, played Ali McCann in, and it was a good finish from, from McCann, but it was so, so easy for him to score. But you still had 84 minutes of the game left that you thought, right, OK, that's the jolt. Let's get ourselves back in the horse again and play some of the attacking football that we played down at Ibrox but it never materialised and a lot of the credit for that has to go to St Johnston as I say they played really well they pulled everybody back behind the ball because they had something to hold on to and it's no surprise that we find it difficult playing against St Johnston I mean that's 10 games we've played against St Johnston in the league at Petordine we've only won two of them Mm -hmm. Uh, they are a difficult side to play against Uh, other sides find them easy to play against for whatever reason I'm thinking Celtic in particular who seem to just turn up and and batter 6-7 goals against them but we find it difficult playing against St Johnston now as always you're getting the people that go and say ah look at Aberdeen they raise their game against Rangers and then it's back to ah we're not bothered against St Johnston do St Johnston raise their game against Aberdeen they probably do Maybe they go, ah, it's only Celtic. (laughs) I have my doubts about that. But um, uh, you've got to remember there are two teams in a football match. You don't have a God-given right to go out there and just stroll around like Lionel Messi all day and be a world-class-looking player and find life easy and score five, six, seven goals. No problem. There is another team there that is trying to beat you or prevent you doing what you want to do and sometimes I think some people fail to give the opposition the credit they deserve I thought St Johnston were solid unspectacular and having got that early goal they could just set their stall out and say right Stevie May you go and chase anything that comes over the halfway line the rest of us aren't coming up yeah, this is Red Friday on North Sound 1 and uh, goals do seem to be in short supply at the moment but midfielder Lewis Ferguson knows how tough it can be when confidence is low. It's difficult um, because when you're low in confidence you know, as, as a front player or, or a midfielder it's hard to just just get it for, for somewhere. Um, but you know, as I say, it can, come from, it can come from training well. So I think what we need to do is put everything into training, train the way you play. Um, you know, and, and try and create chances and, and score in training because if we do that we can take that into the game and, and hopefully try and score some goals Yeah, absolutely no doubting the talent that Lewis Ferguson has he's still a young man as well still got a whole career ahead of him Dave, um, one of the messages that uh, was uh, w- was echoed by a couple of people after the game uh, was from Discuss Dandies on Twitter who, who said Ferguson has been an absolute ghost in the team for the last month don't like saying that is that um, is that fair on Lewis Ferguson? Is that a reflection of the way the team are playing, or is it just that he's a young man who is going to have spells where he's not going to be firing as well as he always does? I think there's a bit of uh, all of that in it. I mean, the team's not been playing to maximum effect. Lewis has, by his own high standards, for one that's only twenty, uh, has shaded a bit. I personally would like to see him in a more advanced position now that we've got the players back in midfield like yeah. Funso Ojo, Craig Bryson back hopefully next weekend that will allow him and certainly no Lewis wants to, to be further up the park because he wants to be on the end he, he does he has scored some spectacular goals for Aberdeen in his uh, season and a bit that he's played here so um, yeah I, I think Lewis none, none of the players were happy with their 
their own performances. Rarely do you get uh, you know, get, Big Sam gets really frustrated because he goes out to expect to score a goal. Lewis knows he's not been playing right at the top of his form, um, and you know. So I, I think the comments are are. Um, reasonably well justified to be perfectly fair but Lewis is a quality player and yeah. I think we sometimes forget he's, he's a instant pick one of the first names on Derek's team sheet when he's when he's fit Lewis or when he's not suspended <laughs> so um, and uh, I th- hopefully he'll have a, an important part to play tomorrow afternoon yeah, uh, we're going to talk more about tomorrow afternoon. Of course, it's a huge game for the Dons in the Scottish Cup. We're going to hear from Derek McInnes next. North Sound 1, Red Friday. With Red Wing, when safety is critical, they've got your PPE covered. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, good evening. This is North Sound 1's Red Friday. It's Aberdeen against Kilmarnock at Pataudry tomorrow in the Scottish Cup. And we know that finishing third is the target at the moment for the Dons in the league, but Derek McInnes knows how important the Scottish Cup is. Yeah, the Cup's very important. I've just said there, I don't want our whole season just to be about finishing third and qualifying for Europe. That is important to us, of course it is, but... I do think that, and I've, over the years, for the people who have been here for a while, um, you know, I've always said that if you have a good cup run, then you can feed off that in your league form. I think it's important that you have something to, to work towards in the cup. You know, we want to get to hand and we want to try and put ourselves in a position to bring a trophy back. So I think it is important that we, um, we, we show that importance uh, through the performance tomorrow. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, let's face it, Andrew, uh, winning a cup would be a huge, huge achievement for the Dons, uh, even with a strong team as we've had over the last few seasons, it would still be huge. So getting through this round is another big step. Yeah, um, it's 30 years, would you believe, um, since we last won the Scottish Cup. Far, far, far too long. But if you're looking for little hints that might point towards Aberdeen sure uh, being successful, <laughs> yeah, this is the ninth time the Dons and Kilmarnock have been drawn together in the Scottish Cup. Aberdeen have never lost a Scottish Cup tie to Kilmarnock. Right. And in four of the previous eight occasions, in 58-59, 69-70, 81-82 and 83-84, having seen off the rugby park men, Aberdeen went on to reach the final. And of course, we won the Cup in 70, 82 and 84. And if you need anything else, Nick Walsh is the referee tomorrow and he's never refereed an an Aberdeen game where Aberdeen have lost. I mean, there's two ways you can look at all that, Andrew. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, but records are made to be broken. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Dave, I mean, it is. We we know how important the Scottish Cup is for... uh, Well, it's it's important for everything, but particularly particularly outside of Celtic right now, it's huge for all the other clubs. Yeah, the good thing is that the Scottish Cup, unlike its English equivalent, has not been devalued by teams putting in um, weakened sides. Everybody sees the importance of that, even Rangers and Celtic, because they're going for trebles, they're going for... Uh, whatever records but the Scottish Cup and the League Cup means so much to every team in Scotland and uh, certainly as Andrew said 30 you know Brian Irvin being the last person to score a meaningful goal in the Scottish (laughs) Cup final is and and Brian will be the first to tell you he he wants that uh, changed sooner rather than later so why not this year yeah and they talk about 
you know, a cup atmosphere, Andrew. And I guess with the red shed there tomorrow as well, it's about creating that. It's not just about the team. It's about the fans tomorrow, really getting behind the team. Because that, I mean, there's no denying that if you are a, if you are a footballer and the team are on your back and you're finding that things are not quite going right, it does add that extra element of pressure. So it's about everyone getting behind the team. Yeah, um, it's a case of everybody is, is one tomorrow. And I think it, it shows that... The, the desire of the, the fans to get behind the club and behind the team that the, the tickets for the Redshed sold out so quickly. Uh, it was a huge success against Dumbarton, uh, hugely appreciated by everybody um, on the field and uh, working behind the scenes at the club. And if we can replicate that, but get some more goals for them to cheer, yeah. uh, it would... As the manager said earlier, it can be a, turn out to be a, a really nice day for everybody at Petardi tomorrow. But Kilmarnock will have their own thoughts on that. They're, they've sort of turned a, a little bit of a corner. Um, they did go those um, seven straight league defeats. They had six games in December where they couldn't score a goal. Now they've started uh, winning a couple of games. They've scored half a dozen goals. Eamon Brophy's in decent form uh, up top for them. But Aberdeen on their day... As we said earlier, you know, they've never lost to, to Kilmarnock in the Scottish Cup. They've got a fantastic record against Kilmarnock. There have been occasions where we've played against them and we have not deserved to beat them, but we've found a way to beat them. Uh, I think since the manager took over, uh, he's only ever lost once to Kilmarnock. And you can pin that on Craig Thompson, sending Mikey Devlin off after four minutes uh, for a ludicrous uh, red card decision. Uh, but... Uh, there's a lot riding on this one. There's no question of that. But if everyone galvanises themselves together as one and, you know, presents this red wall of noise to hit Kilmarnock tomorrow, it could knock them, uh, knock their confidence, uh, which will still be on the fragile side, and really get Aberdeen, you know, up for the battle and hopefully into the draw for the quarterfinals. Yeah, it's been a, a tough season for Kilmarnock. However, having said that, recent form has been a lot better, and that's something that Kilmarnock boss Alex Dyer is aware of. It's been a big boost, you know. It's um, given us that feel around the place that we're um, hopefully we're back on track a little bit. Um, we know that we're not there yet, and we've got a long, long way to go, but um, hopefully we're on the right track. North Zone 1, Red Friday. I, I think he's been working with Steve Clark too long, isn't he? I was going to say, all I can say is, I hope if I was a player for Comaric, I hope he's a bit more animated than that when he's <laughs> when he's giving the team talk. Uh, it has been a bit of a turn, uh, a, a sort of turn in their fortunes over the last couple of games, Steve, and, and obviously that that result against Hearts, particularly given that you know Hearts were looking at their own kind of resurgence just before that. Uh, a couple of big wins for them, and they'll be they'll be feeling more confident than they would have done a couple of weeks ago. They, they will, um, but. As, as Andrew touched on, it's probably still a bit fragile because they, when they lost their goalkeeper, they also, um, you know, started losing goals as well. And Hearts' defence is not one that you want to judge how your team is playing on. It was a good win against Ross County uh, last Saturday, six goals in the last two games, but um, they're they're still uh, not firing in all cylinders. Even Brophy. Is is a good player. He seems to found his mojo again, so yeah. he'll have to be be watched. As will Chris Burke. Yeah, you know he, he yeah. set up all six goals against Queens Park. Incredible, uh, amazing. Six assists in one game. Uh, he scored a very good goal against Hearts, and despite the fact that he's he's in the the twilight years of his career, he's a dangerous player. He's one that needs to be watched. But I think 
Kilmarnock will be very similar to St Johnston. They'll set their stall out early. Uh, they'll keep things very tight. They'll try and hit Aberdeen in the break. And you have to watch Brophy. I mean, he, he is a guy, Dave, that he always plays on the on the shoulder of the last defender. He'll get caught offside lots of times, but the one time that he doesn't, he's well capable of going through and scoring goals. And he likes to have a pot shot from anywhere. Yeah, right. and conf- we've already said it. Confidence is such a key, and uh, Brophy will come up to the northeast tomorrow afternoon with plenty, plenty of confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Kamarnik are a team that we think of as that defensive Steve Clark style of play, where they they soak everything up and try and hit in the break, which is is not far off what they're doing. But it's interesting in their last few games how many goals there's been in the game for both sides. I mean, you look at the last sort of four fixtures, and you've got five goals, four goals, three, four. So it is a game that potentially, if there's an if there's an early goal we might see goals yeah I think you're right there Mike if, if, if we get an early one um, the longer it goes at nothing each then both sides will start getting nervous because it's a cup tie uh, Kilmarnock may feel okay let's just hold on to what we've got uh, Aberdeen will be getting the pressure coming from the crowd I'm quite sure if it stays at nil-nil but uh, if it's if we get an, uh, an early goal you say I think they will come out a little bit and, and try and have a go and there could be a number of goals in the game. They've got some good players in that side. There's no getting away from it. Um, Stuart Finlay at the back, again a goal scorer, you know, at centre-back. Uh, the boy Del Fabro uh, that they've got on loan from Juventus, obviously a decent player. Uh, Stephen O'Donnell uh, loves to get himself forward. Uh, in the middle of the park, Power and Dicker, they're not renowned as goal scorers, but I'll tell you, there are a few players uh, duos who work harder together than that pair and then you've got the likes of Rory McKenzie you've got the new guy uh, Nicky Kabamba who's an unknown quantity to us um, signed from Hartlepool United but he scored three goals already in his short spell at Kilmarnock so there are good players there uh, so I would quite be, be quite happy to see a, a nice open expansive game uh, and if both sides play at the top of their form Aberdeen will win it because I believe Aberdeen have got better players from a Don's perspective then, Dave, tomorrow, who's the one to watch? Uh, I'm going to go for Mikey Devlin. We know that Ash Taylor is out tomorrow after picking up that calf injury. Uh, Michael came on, did very, very well, I thought, in, in an evening where there wasn't too much to be positive about. Uh, Mikey and Brophy have got previous, as we mentioned, in that sending off. So I think Michael Devlin could be an important player for for the Dons just briefly on uh, Michael Devlin do you think he's a player Andrew that's underrated sometimes with the, with the amount of work and the, and the talent that he actually has as a player yes yeah okay that simple as that, that. yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I mean um, I'd a, I spoke to Michael out in Dubai and he was very honest about he was first one that brought up he's got to rule out mistakes because obviously mistakes get highlighted and I'm mm-hmm. thinking the Hearts game uh, down in, in the yes. League Cup so he's well aware that he's got to cut cut that side but he's, yeah. I, I just always go back to the game where he scored the only goal of the game down at Hamilton when he played for Hamilton we had 20 odd corners mm-hmm. and he was absolutely immense that night and uh, how we, we didn't score goodness only knows but, Well uh, it was because of Michael Devlin yeah, Michael um, Devlin was very much uh, instrumental in stopping Aberdeen that night He's a leader um, he was the captain of Hamilton but um, even though he doesn't wear the armband for Aberdeen he is a leader he's a good communicator from the back he hasn't got Scottish international caps uh, for nothing yeah. he's a very good player
Yeah, absolutely. You are listening to Red Friday on North Sound 1. Uh, we'll just come to your one to watch in a moment, Andrew. Before that, just a reminder, if you do want to get in touch uh, with uh, Dave McDermott or Andrew Shiny, then you can via the uh, social media. So you can head to North, North Sound 1 on Facebook or North Sound 1 on Twitter or northsound1.com. We're also on WhatsApp. We've got a new number. You can leave a voice message there for us. Uh, 07532301. Uh, Andrew, you're one to watch then tomorrow. I'm going to go for Niall McGinn. Again, we know that he's going to be playing because the gaffer said so uh, in press. Six goals and eight assists against Kilmarnock. Uh, OK, it's in 26 games, but uh, he knows what it's all about. You saw that in Wednesday night when he came on. Uh, things started to happen. They didn't happen as as much or, or um, in as big a way as we all hoped. But you did get the impression when we got that free kick... He's going to work the goalkeeper or he's going to score. He didn't quite make the goalkeeper work and he was within millimetres of scoring. You know, half, you know, a couple of inches tighter into the post and it would clip the inside of the post rather than hit the post flush and it would have gone in. And it would have taken a bit of the heat off. It wouldn't have taken all the heat away yeah. um, because there would have still been uh, complaints because of the, the, the nature of the game, which we've said just wasn't up to standard. But McGinn has got that in his locker. He maybe doesn't have the legs to play three games a week at the absolute highest tempo uh, nowadays, but he's got so much skill that you know he can be a match winner on any given day. Yeah, well, it is Scottish Cup tomorrow, of course, and it's time for the predictor. And uh, before we move on to this week's scores, uh, or predictions, I should say, how are how are things looking with the table, Andrew? Well, it's a bit tighter at the top. Uh, Dave and myself are now level on 95 oh. points each. Uh, Dave got four last week, I got five. Alan Davidson from the Red Review podcast, he got three points, so he's on 90. You got two, you're back to a wee bit <laughs> like, more like normal. You're on oh, 85 yeah. in fourth right. place. Still well ahead of the Red Army, who scored three to be on 76. And poor old Dave Galloway, one point, 72, <laughs> trailing in last oh, place. Dear, oh dear. Uh, representing the Red Army this week is Don's fan, Graham Watt. It was the Scottish Cup the last time that I had my bumper score, so I'm kind of hoping that that's... Uh, a good omen but uh, we'll start with Saturday's games Dave and the early kickoff. it's Hamilton Rangers uh, Hamilton 0 Rangers 3 Andrew uh, I'm going to go 4-1 for Rangers uh, would you believe here's a start for you when do you think Hamilton last beat Rangers in a home game uh, 1987 December 1938 Okay, close <laughs> Not quite that close though uh, I'm going to go 3-0 for Rangers uh, No, sorry, I'm go- no I'm not I'm going to no, go 2-0 for Rangers I've already written that down I can't change it now uh, Graham Rangers getting back to winning ways there Against Hibs the other day um, I can only see one winner here I'm going to say 3-0 Rangers in this one Okay, next up then Air United They host St Johnston, Andrew this has got the hallmarks of being a potential upset. Um, St Johnston impressed me uh, on Wednesday night, but when you go down to air, they're going to throw everything at you. You know that. Um, but I think Saints will just be too strong, but it's only going to take one goal, 1-0 one St Johnston. Yeah, Dave? Yeah, I've gone air one, St Johnston two. I think uh, Saints should prevail there. Yeah, I've gone for 1-1 one, one in that one. I think St Johnston will be too strong for Air United. Um, I can only see one winner here. 2-0 St Johnston for this one right, next up then it's Inverness Cali Thistle against Livingston Dave uh, Inverness nil. Inverness are struggling a wee bit and recently I think Livy will be too strong for them 2-0 Livy 
Yeah, Andrew? Yeah, I think um, Livingston will bounce back. Uh, they lost last time they were in the Highlands on Wednesday to Ross County, but I think they'll come back down the road with a 3-1 victory. Yeah, I've gone for 2-0 for Livy in that one. I think they'll be too strong. Um, Inverness, not a bad side, but I think Livingston will be too strong for them. Um, 2-0, I'm thinking, for this one, despite the defeat there from Ross County the other day. Um, Livingston for me Alright next up then St Mirren they're at home to Motherwell uh, quite a decent uh, tie this one Andrew Yeah um, not too easy to predict um, Motherwell have won in four of their last five visits to St Mirren Park though um, but they've only reached the, the quarter final once in the last seven seasons in 2017-18 uh, yeah unfortunately <laughs> uh, I think they'll just edge it 2-1 Dave? I think Motherwell will, will go through after a replay. I've gone for one apiece. Uh, let's get Graham's thoughts. Motherwell against St Mirren. I'm going to say 2-0 Motherwell for this one. Yeah, I've gone 3-1 to the visitors uh, on this occasion. The late kickoff tomorrow is Falkirk against Hearts, Dave. Uh, again, I think it's a potential upset. Uh, Lee Miller um, doing a good job at Falkirk. And I think, again, it might take a second bite at the cherry for Hearts to go through. So 2-2. Andrew? Well, if, uh, if Hearts do win, uh, it will be their first away win in the Cup since 2012 when they beat St Mirren 2-0 in Paisley. Amazingly, though, these sides have met 11 times in the Scottish Cup and there's never been a draw. But I'm going to go with Dave. I'm going to tip a draw, but I'm going to say 1-1. Well, interestingly, uh, so far, I'm the only one to go for a Hearts win and I actually think they're going to get a couple of goals tomorrow. I think they'll win 3-0. You know, there's something about this fixture that makes me want to say Falkirk for this one. Um, Hearts, obviously, got a good win against Rangers. Um, but... Now they've stumbled again. Um, this seem to be stop start. Uh, I'm going to say one 0 Falkirk for this one. I'm going to be cheeky. <laughs> so that's one that could split us all in the points uh, when it comes to the predictor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, next up then it's the big one uh, tomorrow. Of course, Aberdeen Kilmarnock. Um, Two 0 Okay, Andrew. Um, we spoke earlier about you know a, an early goal could you know open the floodgates for both sides and it could be high scoring. I can't see it. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 Aberdeen. Funnily enough, I said all that, asked you those questions, and I've gone 1-0 to Aberdeen. Graham? Well, I'm hoping for an Aberdeen win. Obviously, the red shed will be... Um, hopefully, it's making some noise again like last time. I'm nervous about this one. Let's say 2-1 Aberdeen for this one. Right then. Uh, Sunday, there's a couple of games as well. First of all, really interesting tie. Uh, BSC Glasgow, Hibs. Anything other than a Hibs emphatic victory, Dave? Uh, no, but I'm going BSC, who have done... Broomhill Sporting Club have done very well. Uh, nil, Hibs 3. OK, Andrew? Uh, I think it'll be a little bit easier for Hibs. I think they'll win 4 nil. They've only ever lost to non-league opposition in the Scottish Cup once before. All right. A hundred years ago when they <laughs> lost to Armadale. Armadale. I don't think they'll lose to BSC, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I can't see either, to be honest. I've gone 5-0 to Hibs. For the Hibs game, I think Hibs will be far too strong for BSC Glasgow. Uh, I'm thinking 4-0 Hibs for this one. Next up, you could argue a game of similar uh, gap in terms of the teams. Clyde against Celtic. Are uh, Clyde going to do what they did when Roy Keane made his debut for Celtic all those years ago, Andrew? I have my doubts. Um, We wish Clyde every success, obviously, because they've got three ex-Aberdeen players in their ranks. David Goodwillie, Greg Wilde and Scott Rumsby. But I just can't see Celtic, even though they may rest some of the big stars. They've got so much in reserve. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they'll canter to a victory 3-0 
Yeah, I think it'll be more emphatic. I've gone five 0 Celtic. There, there's a wee bit of revenge for that defeat uh, all those years ago when, when a young Craig Bryson scored. A very a young very Craig young. Bryson. Oh, yeah, course, I, yeah. I was watching the the highlights of that this afternoon, and to be honest, he's unrecognisable now <laughs> compared to 14 years ago. <laughs> Must have had a bad paper ring down in Derby. Graham, what do you think this score is going to be? Clyde against Celtic. I think there's only one winner there again. Celtic far for. Uh, too strong for everyone at the moment um, I'm thinking 4-0 Celtic for this one very comfortable yeah I've gone 4-1 I've gone Clyde to get a goal am I right in saying that um, Paul McStay's son and another ex-Celtic player's son both play for Clyde uh, Paul McStay's son certainly plays for Clyde and there's another one there's another there's one yeah maybe oh, I'll, I'll find out I'm anyway uh, on the way on the way in just a moment we're uh, we're going we're gonna to also turn our attention to the other teams in the North East including Peterhead and Cove Rangers uh, we'll take a, another look at tomorrow's game as well we've got a couple of messages in which we'll go through and Red Friday returns in just a moment Red Friday with Red Wing. When safety is critical, they've got your PPE covered. The birthday cake didn't arrive in time. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk dogs. North Sound One, Red Friday. Yes, this is North Sound One's Red Friday. Aberdeen play Kilmarnock in the Scottish Cup fifth round at Pataudry tomorrow. And Don's midfielder, Lewis Ferguson, can't wait to get playing again. Everybody um, around the place is looking forward to it. Um, you know, we suffered a sore one during the week. So after you suffer a defeat, you know, you just want to get back out in the pitch. Um, and the boys are doing everything they can um, to recover and prepare themselves and, you know, all that, that matters at the moment is winning. North Sound 1, Red Friday. This is Red Friday. I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. As I mentioned earlier, you can now get in touch with the team by heading to northsound1.com. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, head to northsound one uh, on there as well and you can uh, add us on WhatsApp you can actually uh, send us a voice message or you can send us a written message as well that's exactly what Callum Malley has done uh, Andrew and he has said Aberdeen will win tomorrow Cosgrave uh, Cosgrave Cosgrove will up his game uh, what do Dave and Andrew think of the new signings thoughts on the new the, the new signings uh, Matty Kennedy uh, has hit the ground running uh, Dylan McGeer I think is still uh, trying to get more match sharpness about his game uh, and I think it was far too yeah, early to you know, make any sort of judgement on Ronald Hernandez I thought it was quite clear that he'd only been with the squad a couple of days on, on Wednesday it's a big sea change for him he's a Venezuelan coming to, to Audrey via uh, Norwegian football uh, and you know, it will take him a little bit of a uh, a period of time to, to get bedded into the Aberdeen way of playing but I think they're all very positive signings for Aberdeen and I look forward to them uh, progressing their careers nicely uh, over the, the coming weeks Yeah, we talked about creativity three players who are more than capable of adding that Yeah, and I would concur with what Andrew said uh, Ronald also hadn't played 90 minutes since November because of the, the break over in, in Norway and of course you, you need to to give him game time before he's going to get up to, to speed. So I, I think he'll prove to be a really exciting signing. And uh, in terms of Dylan, he's still coming back to full match sharpness. And uh, Matty Kennedy will run for you all days. Certainly very skillful winger. Something running running at, at pace, which, you know, we've got Niall, uh, Niall Connor and uh, Ryan Hedges who, who, who can 
filled away, but they're not as fast as. He's got as, strong as well. He's got yeah, strength. for for a, a small lad, he we sh- we saw it especially down at Ibrooks where he used his body strength to keep um, a couple of defenders. And I, th- I think if we'd said before the the window, we'll sign players of that caliber. I think we'd all have been. Quite, yeah. quite happy. So uh, let's hope that that happiness is justified. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got your opinions on tomorrow's game, but let's get the person that really matters. We've got uh, the kid in the kit room from Jeff and Lauren in the mornings. Thoughts ahead of tomorrow's game. I'm hoping they had some harsh words said to him from Wednesday's defeat against St Johnston. I think oh be a nil nil draw, then it'll go down to extra time, and we'll win. 2-0. Get your fingers out. Oh, I mean feet. Derek, get them towel. Yeah, real positive thinking there. Ah, unfortunately, <laughs> we don't go to extra time tomorrow. We, we don't want that. a replay. <laughs> no. no um, but I, I think, you know, joking aside, uh, harsh words would have been spoken oh, in the dressing room because yeah. they're, they're a very honest group of players. They know that um, uh, they haven't hit the, the standard that is anywhere near acceptable and they uh, as I say, they'll be very determined to get the job done properly tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in League One then, Peterhead hosts Forfer, who sit in second bottom place, but just three points behind Peterhead, and it's a game which boss Jim McAnally knows is vital that they win. Well, it is important. If you look at the league table now, there's probably two... If you had Dumbarton, we was beating Dumbarton two weeks ago, we kind of brought them down into, the, into your wee pile. So, you know, there's probably for six... For six downwards, you know, a separate wee league there, and it's about trying to win that league. That's what I would say the aim is to be you now, trying to win that league. And uh, and obviously, with tomorrow being such a big game, you know, if you can get three points, you could possibly catch Dumbarton and uh, and obviously open that wee gap up with with fourth or so. And Clyde don't play tomorrow, so you know. I mean, every every game's going to be big between now and the end of the season. We know that, but uh, when you're playing the teams round about you, you know it's it's important that you try and you try and open that gap up, and uh, and that's what we'll try and do. Yeah, Andrew, it's a big game for Peterhead tomorrow. They really need to try and get a result. Yeah, it's a proverbial six-pointer, isn't it? As Jim said, you know, when you're playing the sides round about you, you you want to beat them because that opens up a gap. And if Peterhead win, they move on to 28 points, which will be six clear of Forfar. And the last thing that uh, he wants is to see his team getting sucked into that relegation playoff battle. Um, I think they've got enough about them that they can get out of that but they've got to produce it on the park so uh, tomorrow would be the perfect day to do that Yeah, do you think they'll get the win tomorrow, Dave? I think, I think they will there's a wee subplot with Scott Leach's two sons in the opposite camps Jack playing for Peterhead and Ross playing for, for Forfer but I do think that uh, it's very important that Peterhead do get the points and I, I think it'll be narrow but I think they'll they'll take three points League 2 it's Cove Rangers uh, visit to Elgin City who sit fourth they'll be looking to continue the drive for well promotion and title winning uh, credentials of course Cove Rangers this season they're doing very very well yeah they lost two late goals to get a draw at Albion Rovers but uh, perversely they actually extended their gap at the top to six it's points a couple of times with Edinburgh City season. got beaten so I don't expect them to slip up tomorrow I'm sure Paul will have uh, made it clear he doesn't want to see any more of that between now and the end of the season so I think Cove to take the three points Not such a big long uh, away trip for them as well No, um, but it will be a hard game Shane Sutherland, a proven goal scorer um, is the one that you have to watch at Elgin City but uh, Jamie Masson uh, 
you know, ex-Dons player, 13 goals from midfield this season, from wide midfield as well. You know, it's a great return. And I think he said that his best return was 19 goals in a season and he's, he's got the opportunity to, yeah. to add to just about get up to that again this term which is is brilliant and uh, I, I concur with Dave I think Cove will bounce back to winning ways Highland, tomorrow. Highland League tomorrow Andrew what have we got? Well Brora Rangers have uh, really you know put their foot to the pedal and they're now 11 points clear of Fraserburgh and Inverurie Locos at the top albeit Fraserburgh have two games in hand uh, they travel to Strathspey Thistle tomorrow and I can only foresee one outcome there and that's a Brora victory the game that stands out for me is Keith against Rothis. Uh, Keith showing some decent form in recent weeks and Rothis in fourth place in the table. That should be a good one. Uh, Inverurie Locos play Devon Vale and Turriff United take on Fort William. And Fort will fancy their chances in that game because uh, Turriff have conceded 80 goals this season. Yep. The worst defensive record in the league. And very quickly, what's the one to watch in the juniors? Well, it's the last 16 of the Quest Engineering Interregional Cup where the four... four the North teams take on the Tayside teams with four playing at home, four playing away. Best one, I think, Cooter against Lunkerty and also Carnoustie Panmuir, who are top of the East Super League there against Banks of D. But I expect D to get through. Yeah, Don's in action tomorrow in the Scottish Cup. Come on, you Reds. North Sound 1, Red Friday. With Red Wing, your head-to-toe PPE partner.